Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com and glad to be back. The entire crew is uh, here as uh, we head on into the offseason and uh, recruiting taking center stage is, uh, boy, it has been uh, an assault on your senses on Twitter. Uh, if you've been uh, just watching where the coaches have been and uh, Josh McQuistion has been out on the road and uh, summer camps are getting ready to start. Uh, the caravan is uh, is full in full swing. Eddie and I are going to be headed down to Duncan uh, later today. I will force him to... Uh, I don't know if I'll force you to go to Taco Tico. I may just go through the drive-thru and get some for That's myself. That's the only reason I'm going. <laughs> You're not interested in taco. Just, just look. It's fine. That's the only reason I'm going. No, it's fine. If you no taco tico, you want to shit on taco tico? That's fine. <laughs> don't do it on your own time, not on mine. All right. I'm skinny. I don't eat real food anymore. <laughs> I'm looking to be a bad boy tonight down in Duncan, America. <laughs> I just want to see the reception that the hometown king gets. And think how much better the food's going to look to you tonight, Eddie. It's just going to look better. Everything's going to seem. It's like it's everything. like you got life again. I did get LASIK yesterday. It is uh, unbelievable. I mean, I there was some hit and miss moments last night where I was like, I is this working? Did this work? Am I ruined forever? But woke up this morning, still a little bit hazy. But I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. Like hour by hour. I'm starting to uh, get back into uh, clear vision. So it's been incredible. And I appreciate the folks that enjoy vision for taking care of me. It was it was really cool. You'll be able to see the beauty of southwest Oklahoma as we drive. Uh, That's really on why I got it. I just today. wanted to be yeah. able to see the, the beauty that is Duncan America. Do you want me to call Rick Brott and uh, let you walk uh, the territory before we go to the well, I, uh, caravan tonight? I, I do at some point, but I'm scared that I'm I'm scared to sweat. I can't sweat for the next week in my eyes. So the salt know, from your sweat is not supposed to get into your eyes. I ordered some headbands. I'm hoping that they come in in time. I don't remember that being part of the equation when I had mine. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I like they just say like I I don't think that they want you to sweat. I think that's kind of a like, I, I just don't think they want you out there playing basketball or anything. So is the, I mean, like, people that haven't had LASIK, like, people that have kind of get the whole thing. It is it is literally about 24 to 48, 48 hours of, uh, like, and, and I thought about this yesterday. It's like, just sit there and tell yourself, uh, okay, 
you're not allowed to touch your your eyes, your face. Like you're not allowed to even rub your eyes. Like yeah. And and if you even if you just tell someone that, even if they haven't had LASIK, it it bothers you. It's like, okay, why can't I touch my eyes? Like why can't I rub my eyes? Why can't I close my eyes and just rub them? Uh, and you know, to make myself feel better, like it all of a sudden, it's like your eyes just start burning uh, for no reason, because yeah, just I because someone told you you can't do that. So it's like even when you have LASIK and there's a reason that you can't, legitimately, you're not supposed to. It's kind of like a psychological thing, but it also is a physical thing because you want to, because your eyes kind of not that they burn, but you know they they kind of they're dried out, they itch a little bit. Like you really want to just dig your fist into your eyes and just massage them. Yeah, a little bit. I've, I really haven't had that just terrible experience quite yet. It, it was worse last night. Uh, but I think that was like just when I get tired, I rub my eyes a lot. So uh, the weirdest thing was just not putting contacts in this morning. I mean, I've worn contacts or glasses since third grade. So that was the uh, probably the biggest difference, I would say. But it's crazy. I can see everything now, and it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's been almost like 15 years, and I still see really, really well. I mean, it's not as good as it once was, but sure, like it's still. I was driving around yesterday, just thinking about like you. You called me, and I was coming back from the office, and I was like, "Man, I can still see pretty good. Like, I, I, I still don't need like I could get glasses and see a little bit better, but not much. I mean, I'm probably like." I don't know what I would be if I went and got an eye test. Probably like 60, 20 or something, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it's not very often that a perfect human becomes more perfect. And this is <laughs> this is what the case is. This is what has happened. And with, with the weight loss, I mean, like, do you just look in the mirror and you're like, I'm even better looking than I realize? Like, I mean, does it I just... Is you got rid of the together? mullet as yeah. well. I mean... <laughs> he, looks a, he looks less homeless now than he has in a long time. I know. That, I'm all I'm all cleaned up. Did that f f bomb sneak in? There, there was no f bomb. No, no <laughs> f bomb. No. We'll just let it slide. We'll we'll see how far we can let it go. That was that was Bob's like the f bomb version of in case you're interested, or in case you didn't know, or what? Yeah, he just tattled mm. on me. He tattled on. Yeah, me. he he. That was that was a rap move, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, because I didn't hear it, but now I put a mark on I knew on he there. didn't. I knew no. he didn't. Damn Perfect. it. Perfect. Hey. Perfect. <laughs> I guess we'll stay that on. That shit ain't going to fly when we go on YouTube. We... You know what? You're gonna <laughs> demonetize us, you bastard. Oh, that'll, yeah. That, at that point, Eddie, then I'm, then I'm going to be in with Bob. I'm, I'm, I'm a whore. So that's, that's uh, true. yeah, that's tough break. True. Well, I'm just catching up because uh, I did miss some stuff yesterday. <laughs> Thank God that the uh, New York Post wrote on Arch Manning this morning. I'm so sick of the national media and Arch Manning. I just, I'm just so sick. I mean, it's just like, it's like it's you know, the they they shit on recruiting. I mean, every you know the 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 mainstream media shits on recruiting all the time and how stupid it is and uh, how stupid you are for being in, interested in it. And then Arch Manning happens and we cannot stop writing. It's just so disingenuous. I can't stand it's the it. ultimate catnip story because they know that like even the it, it for the for the generic football fan out there that knows nothing about 
uh, Arch Manning, the football player, they know the name, the Manning name, and it, they can they know that they can get clicks off of it. Well, and they can get clicks, and like, do they think like the, oh, they're going to curry favor with like the Manning family, and all of a sudden they're going to be in with like Arch Man, Archie Manning and Peyton, and and Eli's going to start returning their calls now if they write enough Arch Manning articles. And, and guys, it begs the question, okay? Because there's a lot of talk with Texas right now in Arch Manning, and I, I'm not believing it. Could I? I just, I mean, he said in his comments to Nick earlier this week where he talked about, like, I want to see what Texas is on the field. And I just don't know how he's going to watch Alabama and Georgia and be like, yep, Texas is what I want to do. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I, I don't mean that it's a slide of Texas. Almost anybody comparing anybody to Alabama and Georgia, you're going to come out Alabama-Georgia. Like, that's, that, that's just the way that's going to work. My, But, guys, like, does it not feel like Arch Manning in Texas is the worst possible recipe for Texas? Let me they let me don't ask need you more attention yeah. for things that aren't deserved. Let me ask you this: uh, Texas, Alabama, and Georgia, of those three schools, which which is the most likely to not have the head coach there by the time your three or four years are up? Yep. So why would you go to Texas? Unless you okay. just unless you just want to be different. By the if way, Texas, congratulations! You're getting you're getting a sucker just like Wisconsin did with Jordan Addison. <laughs> he's getting ready to pick USC, and he's used you as a pawn. Because they can say, "Well, see, if it was a sure, he just went too. to USC." Good call, good call, Bob. It did happen with Mario Williams. Mario Williams played it. Played that thing perfectly. Yeah, he, he did. Like, yeah, uh, Mario Williams did the like, exact same he just thing. Skated by without getting any type of blowback. Of of the big three that left, the Latrell, Caleb, and Mario, Mario went easily the most unnoticed and under the radar. And trolled the hardest. Yeah, and did a little, you're right, did a little more to poke the bear than anybody else did. Well, that's not true. Latrell, Latrell <laughs> couldn't, and, and, and I like Latrell, but like, he's one of those guys, he can't help himself. Like, he is... Like I know, U fans thought it was great when he was trolling the shit out of Texas, um, but Oregon, yeah, the, a big part of the reason he was trolling Texas is the same reason he didn't want to stay in Oklahoma. So, like, you, you I get why he left. Like, th there were some, for whatever reason, whether it was real or imagined, Latrell and Jay Valai were just never going to be a fit. Yeah, I mean, back to Arch Manning, like, you have to yeah. think, like, that Eli and Peyton, you know, I mean, they're his uncles. I mean, Cooper is his father. Um, but you have to think that that brain trust is going to, even if he he thought, like, oh, I love Austin and Texas and I could, you know, I could really, you know, generate a lot of revenue for myself and, and you know, look at look at B. John Robinson, and he's got a, a Lamborghini deal. Like, uh, you know, you would think that those guys will at some point step up and say, "Look, Arch, this is not the best place for you. Like, there, don't go to Texas. Like, they just went five and seven. You don't know if Steve Sarkeesian's even going to be around by the time you're done. Go to Alabama or go to Georgia. Like, you got to think that they're going to step in at some point and just say." You know, give him better counsel than that. Texas continues would... to, and even with the Jordan Addison stuff, it's, I don't know, for the first time, I think I've, I've started to finally buy in, and this will probably be the year that they turn it around and I look like an idiot, but, like, 
over the last couple years, the Texas thing has become so fascinating to me that like there is this this aura about Texas football, but then you get into the numbers and you get into like what they've done. And it, it truly is a situation of like the Mac Brown years was an oddity of what that football program has been over the last 30 something, 40 something years. Like, I just, I, I don't know when they're ever going to be able to quote unquote, turn it around, but what is turning it around for Texas winning 10 games occasionally? Well, and, and, you know, Josh knows this, like Mac did it in a pretty unconventional way with just relying on Texas high school football players. Like, it's not like, I mean, he was getting really good players and players, you know, every year they were getting it. And, and Josh, I mean, it, it was kind of ridiculous because like, it was like, you would put together a list. Okay. These are the kids in Texas that, that if you're Oklahoma, these are the kids we want. And Texas would have all those kids secured by like December every year. Like it was a oh. done deal. Like even not even December, probably September. Right. There was no point at a, maybe like mid 2000s of even really doing like the commit predictions I do each month in the scoop because you just had to wait for Texas' junior day. You had to see the guys that were just going to pick Texas no matter what. Like they didn't need to see anything else. They weren't going to do anything else. They were going to pick UT. And, you know, like you look at some of these classes, I mean, like there are – like their 2002 class, there are two, three, like four guys, five guys out of 28 that were not from the state of Texas. And that 2002 class was that was the Vince Young year. I mean, that was that was the class that made that national championship team. They they were the whole backbone of it. And that that was, I mean, Texas did junior days before anybody did. It was kind of like one of those things 20 years ago that people look at now, like NIL and stuff, like, well, junior days are ruining everything. These kids are just committing before they've even looked around, and now everybody does junior days, and three or four of them. Like, they, they do a ton of them, and it just, they and Penn State really started that a long time ago when everybody kind of got on board and started doing their own thing because just like for guys like me, February and March used to be time off in, in the coaching world. Like, that was when they could spend time with their families and do stuff. Nah, man, that doesn't exist anymore. That that's over and dead, and so I, I think that it. I mean, they did, and the problem with it, Carrie, is Mac took it too far. It went to be well. Yeah, we're doing so well in Texas. We're just going to take nothing but Texas kids, and didn't supplement his class with guys. You know, like you look at some of the guys I was talking about. That four or five guys that were outside of the state of of Texas. There were some like Casey Stuttered. Like I mean, there were some good players in there. That helped Texas, and you know, uh, well, that, and some that things develop some things. and some things happened that turned him off of, of going. Like, who was the running back from Colorado that Sukamel went out to see that they shut him out of the uh, ESPN? Well, zone? he went to Colorado. He's from California. Was uh, Darrell? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Oh damn, what was his last name? Was I can Scott? see he was really good. Yes, yes, it was Darrell Scott. That's okay, exactly who it was. Yeah, he's from California, and he went all the way out there to for his announcement. Uh, it was at the when they had the ESPN zones, uh, and they wouldn't let him in the building. <laughs> it, it, in 2010, they signed three players from outside the state of Texas. One was Jordan Hicks. That's a good hit. He's yeah, a five star. Yeah. One was a kicker from Louisiana, 
and the other one was DeMarco Cobbs from Tulsa Central. Yeah, I mean, that's like right. every. I mean, and don't get me wrong. The, you look around the state, like some of the guys that are landing. Yeah, they landed some good players, but boy, there were some soft spots here. You know, I mean, just like well, who was the DB from Millwood? Uh, Josh, some, Josh Turner, Josh, Josh Turner. Turner yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I won't fault them for a second. I thought Josh Turner was going to be an absolute superstar. But that's the thing. I, like, I, as an OU fan, mm-hmm. you would get so pissed off, but then you're like. Yeah, but you got Tommy Harris, you got Adrian Peterson. Like, you can't really bitch too much. Like, yeah. you ended up getting. I mean, and that 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 was the crazy thing is like when you did get a Tommy Harris, it was such a massive win. Or you got an Adrian Peterson, it was such a massive win to get them from Texas. Oh, absolutely. And now we're in that same era. Like, if you can, like a Kel, like a Kelby Collins, if you can get someone like that, that to me is like the equivalent of a massive win from. 20 years ago in the state of Texas. Uh, it is, I don't know. Did you guys see the article uh, on the athletic done by uh, Bill Landis, their Ohio state guy. And he kind of did five star numbers and he was talking about which schools actually make the most of their five stars. And he was going over, I think the last like five years, basically of gra- like of players that have, you know, expanded their eligibility. They're like guys like Caleb Kelly that are, that are done. And he was comparing the numbers, and it's kind of damning for Lincoln Riley because OU in that time had signed five five stars <laughs> in the window he's talking about. Not one of them was in an NFL draft pick. And now, wow. like you know, like some of it was you know uh, there are some inclusions in there, and there was you know like obviously Theo's still on campus and that kind of stuff. But it was largely guys that have had a chance to be draft eligible. And it, and the the other school that was notably terrible, USC, who's had twelve, and I think four of them were drafted, and none were first rounders. Like it, it was some obscene number. Like just you, you can't miss that badly on guys that everybody wanted. It's crazy. I mean, the we've we've gone over the list before, but and that's maybe even nothing new. As much as people don't want to hear it, it's nothing new to. The Lincoln Riley regime, you just five stars have not had very good careers in Norman. They just it, they haven't. Well, and it gets no. it also is is more damning the the further you get away from you, when you realize how many of those guys were on campus already when Lincoln got here uh, or, you know, Bob was the head coach uh, in, in terms of the talent level. And you see those guys spread throughout the NFL and you realize like, yeah, from the moment Lincoln took over, they're really, he's not, you know, the NFL is only littered with a couple of quarterbacks and that's about it. I mean, and, and really CD lamb is, is basically his one guy that he can point to that he recruited, developed and put in the NFL. Let's see. Cause Kenneth, Kenneth's the only, I mean, but you know, Kenneth's a defensive guy. So you can argue that. Yeah, are we talking just based on offense mm-hmm. only? Then? Yeah, like, I mean that's my my point okay, of view gotcha. is offensively because yeah. Mark Andrews, uh, Hollywood Brown, Sterling uh, Sterling uh, Shepard, you know Baker obviously was came when Bob was here. Kyler, I guess you could argue yeah. was his a little bit. Marquise would have been Hollywood would have been this. He was same class as CD, so they'd both in okay. that twenty seventeen yeah. class. Um, so yeah, like he I didn't mean, play the first half of that season. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's not and all a, those offensive linemen. I mean, mm-hmm. but 
when your whole thing is uh, like we're going to recruit better, like and which is I think we all know that's Riley's a number. And he one did. Priority. I and mean, I by by the numbers, it. yeah, he recruited mm-hmm. fantastic. Yep. Like hell, I mean, he was good for us. I mean, because he recruited yeah. really well. Like what's going on now is not so good for us. Be- <laughs> at, at least this time of year, but like. You know, Lincoln's getting commitments now at USC, and he was doing that at OU, and he was good for business. Like, sure, I, I don't deny that. I mean, he was a hell of a recruiter, and he, he'll be a he'll continue to be a hell of a recruiter. But can he be a developer? That's the biggest question. Well, I mean, since that initial rush, you know, where you had Malachi Nelson and Makai Lemon flip. They got Zachariah Branch within a few weeks of, and you know, and his brother had already signed with USC. I mean, there, you know, there there wasn't a lot of work to do there. They've gotten two four-star, five-point-eight running backs from the state of Texas, and a three-star DB from California. In the, I mean, and don't, I mean, like, I'm not saying those guys aren't good players, and. <clears throat> According to the track record I'm talking about, maybe that's more of what Lincoln should be looking for. The five stars seem to be a problem for him and USC in general. But I, I, I think everyone thought it, it, he was just going to go out there and light the world on fire. And that's, that, I mean, I, he did, but he just recruited guys that he already knew from Oklahoma yeah, that were yeah. Southern California kids. Like, and we'll, he's done we'll it through see. the portal. Yep. Yeah. That's what a lot of that. I mean, that. I don't know if that that's like been his primary focus, but you can mm-hmm. you can tell. I mean, no doubt. But I mean, I, to be I, nobody's trying to be fair to Lincoln, but <laughs> to be fair to Lincoln, that's one of the only options that he had because that team is just not very good. I mean, uh, he had who, to do something to upgrade the talent level. Who was it? I saw a, a preseason ranking. I think that had USC in front of Oklahoma, and I'm like, I don't know what you guys are looking at. Yeah, like, yeah. that offensive line is problematic. The Just defensive hype. fronts, pro- like, Caleb Williams is a great player. Like, got a chance to be a Heisman winner. Like, I'm not debating that point at all. He is a special talent. But And Jordan Addison, great, cool. You got to win every game 49 to 45, and you can't run the ball. Like, I, I don't know how that's going to work against real teams. Yeah, he's right back where he was when he took over at Oklahoma. Yeah. As, as far as doesn't have the offensive talent, but he's got to win win games by outscoring everybody. So and loading up on the skill position. Anyway, he, f- like, that guy. Um, <laughs> moving on. So uh, no, I mean, and, and that is the thing. It is probably frustrating for a lot of fans right now. I mean, it was a good week. I mean, you get the transfer from from Pitt. Uh, you get a commitment, um, but you know and. You knew it was going to happen. Like people, like oh, a three star. Like oh, great. You know, we got a three star. Um, but I mean, the thing is, Brent Venables is playing the long game. That's what he does. That's we we've talked about it a lot on the pod. You're not going to get a ton of commits this time of year. You're going to have camps. You're good. But I mean, this staff is built to build relationships and to play the long game and be there in the end. And you know. Until you, you until some of these guys kind of commit somewhere else, uh, you know, there's really not anything that you should be worried about, or or it's just like you shouldn't be worried that recruiting is not going well. It is going well. It's just that the way this staff operates, we've talked about it plenty. You're not going to see all these guys committing early. It's just it's just not the way that this staff is going to operate. 
Well, a, a good example is this week, Kelby Collins, who Bob mentioned a little while ago, released a top five. Oklahoma wasn't part of his initial top eight, and they've changed that around to where they were, you know, nine or ten or whatever you want to say, and now they're at the five, and, you know, I, I think it's pretty pretty probable that they'll get an official visit from him, and I think he'll they're trying to get him in this summer. So Oklahoma is putting in some work, and like I said, those relationships, that stuff takes time. It's not instant it's not flashy. It's not, you know, like, oh, you know, it's, it's not going to result in a bunch of immediate commitments. But over time, it can win guys that maybe Oklahoma wouldn't normally win or maybe would have landed a commitment from early and lost in the long run to a school that was recruiting based on relationships and that kind of stuff. So I, I think, I don't, again, I, I want people to be realistic. I don't expect this crazy early june where oklahoma is going to reel in five or six commitments do on these two big junior uh or excuse me these two big visit weekends on june 3rd and june 10th i don't think that's going to happen that's not what i'm expecting could a couple come in yeah i i, I think the odds just say they will but John, given enough given enough time i think OU is going to be fine i i know that we're going to probably want to get into the particulars as far as you know davis bevel and and J, jv and hester and but you have started to go out and you know spring football is underway for a bunch of high schools in the state of texas what kind of feedback have you gotten and maybe it's too early to tell but what kind of feedback have you gotten just from talking with coaches in their talks with ou coaches it seems like you know they're hitting it hard that that has been the interesting thing when you talk to coaches there are two things that they've talked about and I, you know I've talked before about some people coming to campus and being really impressed with the organization and the just overall clarity of the picture of what they're doing when these guys come to campus though they talk about these coaches not acting like they're just there to shake a hand and walk back out the door. Like these guys, you know, they're, you know, what do you see? Who's in district? Like having conversations with them, you know, getting to know the area, not just, oh, you've got a player I like, or you don't have a player I like, but you might next year. You know, it, it's, it doesn't, again, and I, God, I, I feel like we become mouthpieces for Brent Venables, but it, the things he's saying are being enacted. This is not transactional. Like these are guys trying to develop relationships with these coaches and it, and it stands up. You know, like I was talking to a guy the other day and he was talking about, yeah, we had, you know, um, one assistant here last week and I know, I believe it was Kale Gundy. He was expecting, I think today, um, on Thursday as we record. So there is, um, there is a lot more connection, you know, where the staff is, hey, we're going to be there. We're going to be by. We want to be present. You know, Carrie sent a picture earlier this week where Kale Gundy was watching Nigel Smith, and I hit up Nigel, and he goes, oh, yeah, they were here a couple weeks ago with Coach Bates. Like, they are not just being, you know, like, oh, okay, we're around, we're there. They are spending time, and they're making sure they're seen. I thought it was interesting, and we can get into the uh, the visit a little bit, um, my conversation with DJ Lagway, but I was there yesterday, and Jeff Levy's there. Uh, Clemson's quarterback's coach, Brandon Streeter, was there. Uh, Northwestern was there. Kansas State was there. I mean, you know, big-time dude like him. A lot of coaches show up. And every time they were running a full-team drill, and they would move the sticks. It wasn't just, you know, stationary, like, okay, complete a pass, come back to the original line of scrimmage. They would go down the field, advance, and if you scored a touchdown, you scored a touchdown. Well, when they would make their way back, 
Clemson, Kansas State, and Northwestern were just like beating it back to where they knew the start point was, which I think on the 45-yard line. Lebby, much more chill, like uh, kind of out on his own in this white shirt. Like just, I don't know, like it was like, is he trying to be more visible? Like is he making sure DJ sees him as much as humanly possible? Like it was, it may be completely invented in my mind. I just thought it was interesting that they were, you know, he. it seemed like he was always in DJ's eyeline. Like, it, it was just one of those little things. And I, that's not really to do with what I'm talking about, but it's just kind of that idea of, like, we're going to be there. We're going to be present. Well, I think that, you know, we've talked about it before, but I Levy just gives off that feel that he can walk into any high school in the state of Texas, and he he carries a little bit more weight than everybody else. Just because he's, he's kind one of one of them. Yep, that's exactly right. He... He grew up around those guys. Like he, I mean, right. not those guys in particular, but Texas high school football coaches is, you know, like his uncles. Like, I mean, that's the way he looks at those guys. Um, and now, you know, I mean, they're just like brothers. Like he, you know, he grew up with all these kind of dudes. Probably all these... not the most comfortable thing to talk about either, but I mean, his, his father-in-law, it probably helps. There's a lot of people that still like our brother sure. football coach. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, guys, we, we, you know, talked about it for years that there was a lot of support for Art Bryles amongst the Texas High School Coaches Association. There, there's sure. there's no other way. I mean, and I don't want to lump everybody because I know there were outliers, but generally oh, sure. speaking, for all that happened, the Texas High School Coaches Association was probably too vocal in their support of him um, just from the way it looks on the outside looking in. Yeah. Well, uh, well that, I mean, was just, I, I didn't want to, like, completely mm-hmm. side rail us but i, I yeah. thought that was interesting we'll get into more of that recruiting stuff i mean getting the, the 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 transfer portal stuff is you know obviously what's happening with the portal and all that's a talking point throughout college football but finally some good news for oklahoma getting a quarterback and a wide receiver yeah i mean you when you come out of spring practice you could hear it in brent's voice like we have we were going to probably have to go the portal route to find a quarterback and he almost sounds disappointed in that, and they almost felt like at the Tulsa caravan it was the same same way. It's like he doesn't want to do this. He hopes this is just like a one-year thing where he has to go to the portal to find like the, the missing pieces. But, you know, that's the predicament that he was in. And I know, you know, people just get this idea in their head about, oh, it's going to be some massive name. You just can't do that, right? That even goes back to like Chuba Purdy and Casey Thompson and Jackson Dart. Like, you're not going to be able to bring in that massive name to basically be the backup quarterback that you hope never ever has to play meaningful down because Dylan Gabriel is healthy the entire way. So I was, I, I don't know how to like really phrase that question to the code. Like, how do you sort of pitch this? To someone like we always hear, I'm betting on myself. And even Davis Bevel said that in his commitment social media tweet that I'm betting on myself. But I mean, what you know, what do you say is like, you know, we need you for depth. But if all goes well, I'm not sure how many meaningful snaps you're actually going to take. And so, but they needed someone, they've got them. And I think now you can, you know, breathe a lot easier and have that sigh of relief. You're going into the summer. Not that you're down on what Nick Evers has done or what he's doing, but you needed someone else. Now Bevel checks that box. You know, it's it's kind of interesting, too, that 
I, I would say that the quarterback room was pretty depleted uh, before Jeff Levy took over. But then you look in and you obviously got a guy that's thrown for 8,000 yards and over 70 touchdowns in his career in Dylan Gabriel. And you got two able-bodied guys. One guy that you don't really know about in his future in Nick Evers, who was a former four-star. And, you know, I, at the at the end of it all, Davis Bevel is a four-star type player, right, coming out of high school. So I, you feel more confident about that situation. Look, I, I, I don't know, you know, his motivation behind it, like, does he come in thinking, uh, I mean, obviously he does. I mean, he, he feels like, okay, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to compete. I'm going to show them that I'm I'm better than Dylan Gabriel. Uh, and that's sure. just, you know, you, the mindset you have to have. Like, I would, I would not want Davis Bevel if he didn't feel that way. But at the same time, like, I had people, like, contacting me. And, and I have a buddy that's former um, Division One coach. And uh, he was like, you know, I, I talked to people in, in Pittsburgh, and he, this kid's not that good. I was like, so what? Who cares? Like, that's <laughs> it's not the point is that he's going to be Baker Mayfield. Like, you just want a capable quarterback on campus that is not a true freshman. That was the goal all along. So it doesn't matter if he's better than Dylan Gabriel or if he's all Big 12. Like, you just want a safety net. That's what that's what it and, and, yes. and Dave's Bevel doesn't want to hear that, but as fans, that's what you want to hear. Like you you wanted a you wanted a safety net. You wanted somebody to come in here and be able to go in if Dylan Gabriel gets a concussion in a game and just not, you know, not cost you a game because he's got division one experience. And that's what they got. That's what they needed. So mission accomplished. Let's Let's not argue about how good this guy could actually be. The mission was accomplished. Like the, what you needed to do has been done. Yeah, I mean, as you know, follow to follow. When you look at who Venables and Levy were following, it was a UConn grad transfer. Stephen Krajewski looked like might have been their second option. It wasn't going to be the name that pops out that everyone knows. It was just going to be a name. With experience, you got to back will- up to the top to the top pick in the in the NFL draft. Like that's 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 all you need to say about Davis Bevel. Like that's that's a win. Uh, and now people, like go I said, back I, I don't know the the Peach Bowl. Yeah, I, I don't know how you don't come away if you have any realistic outlook of what was going to happen. I don't know how you don't come away really pleased with what OU done. I I think they found a guy. Has experience, has worked in offenses. No, you know, like there is, there's some, I've got to think there's some familiarity due to his connections with Clemson that he knew Brent to some degree. Um, so that there's probably a little bit of continuity there. I mean, for, you know, in the, in the loosest possible sense. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how an OU fan wouldn't feel much better about that quarterback room than they did a week ago where, they were one season-ending injury away from starting a guy that's, you know, let's be honest, just not ready to play right now. Oh, my God. I have to stop the ball. <laughs> oh, no. I just received an email from one Karen Radosevich. <laughs> I'm just going through my emails. Uh, and I received an email from Karen Radosevich. Uh I'm- who is again by what's about to happen? Who is again <laughs> made a wrong order in the Sooner Scoop store? No, I I told her <laughs> she's getting what she get. Don't respond. Do not Don't respond. respond. <laughs> 
So, Tell me we're still recording. We Tell are me still recording, be- yes. Okay. So this has happened before. So, look, Karen Do you see what's wrong with me? This <laughs> is why I turned out to be how I am. Karen Dostovich, I am not shitting on your mom. She is one of the Sooner Scoop store's greatest customers. Like the Radosovich family. The Radosovich family, your sister, your mom. I think they're colorblind, Carrie. They are all-time customers at the Sooner Scoop store. I think they're colorblind. They have bought so many hats and visors. Uh, So we have have a couple. Like the whole thing about hats and, and OU stuff is like, the reds are are a problem. Like there's so many different reds, and like the the legit crimson color is so hard to get. Like there is maroon, there is like Nebraska red, and there is what they call cardinal. But cardinal is not really cardinal. So like our crimson hats, they're crimson. They're not real. Like maroon is a much deeper. Uh, but this is not a red hat. It's a, it's a crimson hat. It's it's a deeper red, and so. I believe it makes seven crimson hats that Karen Radosevich has now bought. They have all been returned because she wants a more bright red. And so she ordered two crimson hats the other day. And I said to Eddie, I said, are you sure your mom got the hats that she wanted this time? Yeah. And I called her and I just, it, it's such a headache. (laughs) I'm about to call her to bring her on the pod. So I got an email uh, from Karen Rodosser. She said, Carrie, don't think I'm a, I'm a crazy Karen, but I did order the wrong hats again. Not sure what my problem is here. Anyway, I apologize for the inconvenience. Well, at, least she, at least she accepted responsibility. I told her that she ordered the wrong ones, and she just needed to send them out. They're not even for us. <laughs> They're for your cousins, right? Right. So yeah, she has also placed a new order for the uh, the Imperial Performance Reds. So, oh my gosh, I she... this, you know what this is, and my mom can't even accept responsibility because this has Ed Radosovich written all over it. <laughs> Ed the second. God. So bless. like Ed the second sees the hats and he's like, nope, don't like those, not red enough. Right. But so they she, are. She's just taking like, the bullets I, for him. Is I'm that what's happening? I'm not a fan of the red ones. I I like the I like the crimson. No, ones. and most people do. Like they're our best seller. Right. Most people buy the crimson over the too, red. He thinks they're too A and M colored. Yeah, the, the, he thinks they're too maroon. Right. Right. But mm-hmm. that's just how people are. Everybody has a different opinion of what OU's crimson really is. Sure. Like I remember Jeremiah Hall. Like he wanted to keep his shirts at the store before the the spring game, so I let him bring them over, and he opened them up, and they were a nice kind of cardinal red, but he was like, "These are too red." He's like, "I didn't want them this red," and I'm like, "They're fine. That's what people like. Like, it is really that's the weirdest thing getting into the whole clothing merchandise thing is like you learn about people's kind of." their opinion of what OU Red really is or what Crimson really is. And everybody's opinion is different. It's crazy. Like, they just know the helmets. Like, that's OU Red. Like, the uniforms that you see on Saturdays, that's what everybody thinks OU's Red is, but not everybody makes that red. It's just weird. So I, I, have, an, I have an admission to make. Yes. 
I am looking at SoonerScoopStore.com for the first time in my life. Oh, my God. All the work I yep. put into this thing. I, I know. It, it, I was gonna. I was literally about to say, I was like, well, I thought we had more hats than that. And then I realized that you've got them like, just broken into the type of hat and then the colors within that page. And I'm like, that's, that's much smarter. I like that. That's brilliant. Well done. I, I was just, I was going to give you, you know, credit. I was, I was impressed. Oh, it's getting ready to get even worse because, uh, everything is in inventory now, but there's photo shoots that have to happen. And I've been working on getting our ship, like some of our shipping has been messed up. So I want to get it to where it's the correct shipping. So we're not losing money every time I ship something out. Um, but like we're getting ready to launch all our trucker hats. Uh, the hat that you guys hate that a lot of people love, my old time baseball kind of hat. Because let's face when it, you order these none hats, of you guys are hat guys like I am. Like I, I grew up a baseball facts. player. I used Correct. to love uh I know Richard Babbitt is probably hat out every there. Day. I would say I'm a bigger hat. You're a golf hat guy though. You're not a baseball hat guy. You're you're golf culture guy. They're different. That's, that's, By the way, I will say, I, I saw Jeremy Poplin's uh, tweets the last couple of days of the PGA sick. store. Oh, my God. That's I want to go no, there so bad. I'm spending thousands the, of dollars next week. That looks the hills, unbelievable. The hills hat is legit. It is. I was, hat is okay, legit. I want a Hills hat, Eddie. Get me one of those. I'll pay you, I'll I can pay do you that. double. Actually, I, can do that. I don't want to pay you anything because I've given you so many hats. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the Radosvich family is keeping the office. Like, oh. <laughs> they are paying the electric bill for sure. Yes. So I will pay you for that. I want that Hills hat for sure. We but, can do that. I can. I no, can I mean, that. that's the kind of shit like I when I was a kid, you know, we would get, come up to Oklahoma City from Duncan. I would go to the Olympic Village and Crossroads Mall. Were you around, Eddie, when the Olympic Village was still around? Like that was Richard Baptist. I mean, ultimate athletic moment. village. Athletic village. You mean athletic well, village? Well, it was Olympic Village, and then he got sued, and then he had oh. to change it to Athletic Village. Oh, I was always I because we had an athletic village up in uh, Northwest Oklahoma City. That's where like I got yep. all of my literally uniforms and stuff. No, but the hat wall at the Athletic Village at, yes. at Crossroads yes. was one of the most amazing things. That you have exactly ever seen in your about. life. I mean, yeah, it was amazing. I I do remember the hat wall for sure. Like I would just go there and stare, and just for I mean, I would sit there for hours and just stare at that wall, and just that look at the one hats. like sad thing that we will never have the uh, the great all American athletic clothing store like academy kind of like, like lids is probably the closest thing you'll get to it now, but those are usually like yeah. kiosks and malls now. But yeah, you don't have the, I mean, like that PGA store is the closest thing. It, it brought me back to my childhood, like just wall to wall hats and shirts and clothing and athletic wear. Like it's amazing. And did the you see I'm, the, did you notice like the line that they have to the checkout in that thing? It looks like you're waiting to get on the best roller coaster that ever existed. It's so huge. Like you, you'll miss it. But like, go back and watch one of those Jeremy Poplin videos, and he kind of, he kind of pans by it. It, it I mean, you're going to be in a long line, but it's going to be amazing. Yeah, supposedly the uh, the the tent up there is like over a football field long. It's over a hundred yards. Can you go to that without having a ticket to the PGA? Oh, uh, probably not. I don't. I really don't know though. I don't know how the whole setup is. I don't know if it's inside the gates. I would imagine it is, but I I really don't know. That would be really stupid if it wasn't. 
I mean, if it was. Like, why would you cut yourself off from all that possible commerce? Right. Now, can I count on you for this, or do I need to get Sam Humphreys as a backup to get me one of these hats? I can get you a hat. Okay. I'll be, I'll you be know, up there You can get you know me a hat does not in. say you will get me a hat. Will. No. Yeah. <laughs> I will get you a hat. Yes. Okay. He wants video evidence <laughs> if they're sold out. <laughs> no, well, I'll, I'll be up there early. We'll, we'll be able to figure this out. My, my whole problem is I own, like... I'm a, I am a strict. If I'm going to wear a hat, it has to be fitted because any of Josh, the I got the, the XL back, hats like for you, asshole. and they're massive. Okay, that that's a I'll bring you. Thing. I'm coming to Houston next week. I, yep. I haven't said yep. this, but I'm coming to Houston next week for the caravan and uh, see each other. to bring Josh more crap. It's going to make Tiffany very happy. She's going to be so excited. <laughs> I'm bringing you a teleprompter. It's not going to be pretty. She's, she's gonna not going like, to be happy. She, she's going to place a tracker on your car to be like, <laughs> oh, shit, he's in the greater area. Like, it's something more is being brought to I my can't house. wait to drive through all the refineries again. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what's funny is I think slowly but surely, I, I'm interested to see if there are people out there that have a vague guess on where I live in the Houston area. Like, I, I, I You mean, don't they live know... in Houston. You live in Mexico. I mean, True. you are so far from Houston. That's, on the other I mean, side, when you get to the woodlands, you're not even close to being there. It's like you're halfway no. there. Yes. It's by Stringtown. Oh, God. No, nobody's going to want to guess because they're going to be like, man, I'm sorry. Like, that's a tough break. Like, Stringtown is a hard part of Houston. That is uh, no, not String, uh Sharpstown is what you're thinking of, Eddie. Sharpstown. Sharpstown. Yep. That's right. Damn it. Yep. Yep. I messed that but up. I, it's That's the only place that you've ever taken me that I was like, middle of the day, <laughs> like, holy shit, this is a little bit weird. And then Reggie Chavis was, uh, was it Chavis? Reggie Chavis? Yeah. Yeah, linebacker? Uh, yeah big linebacker. Catholic big, kids on dude. A football mm -hmm. field with glass. Oh, my God. Like, you were like, every time somebody hit the ground, like, there were stickers on, the, like, it was not, I mean, it's, it's just not a soft place, man. It It's, it's. It's a tough spot. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I think he went to A&M. He signed with A&M. And I want to say finished out his career. I assume got a degree. Yeah, I think it was thing. like one so, of those great uh -huh. kind of stories. Like he graduated yep. from A&M. Probably mm -hmm. has a great job now because of those connections. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. By the way, yep. you know, we were talking about Lincoln's development. Is, uh, isn't Jimbo Fisher a little bit on the clock as far as development? And guys, I mean, Isaiah Spiller, I think we all thought would be like one of the top running backs taken. He was drafted, but um, I don't know. I mean, with all the five stars that he's signing, isn't he a little bit on the clock in terms of determining if he's really producing top tier NFL talent like at Alabama? I, he sh I, I don't know how he's not if he isn't. Like, I, I mean... Don't get me wrong. Like the, the clearly his best class was the one that just signed. They're freshmen. You can't yeah. build. You know, like that. That's not going to happen overnight. I get it. But I mean, it's not like he hasn't been doing it before. Number six in 2019, right behind OU. And I mean, and you know, think about what those two programs have done over the last three years. It's not number six in 2020. And let me pull up 2021 just for, to end this conversation. And he was number seven. So, I mean, three top seven classes in a row. And they had that one good year in 2020, which was, I mean, as we look back more and more, that looks like that year had a lot of weird outcomes that don't make a lot of sense. And A&M being 11-1 and one and nearly making the playoff 
could easily be argued as one of them. It's kind of the double-edged sword that, I guess double-edged sword. I mean, it's kind of the walk that A&M's made over the last couple of years. It's like, if you're going to kind of walk the walk or talk the talk, you're going to have to walk the walk at some point and, you know, pressure is going to build. And especially when you're getting paid as much as uh, that staff is getting paid, as much money as being in as invested into the A&M program through the NILL stuff, it, you know, it, you're going to have to start putting together some type of production on the field that people are proud of. Yeah. Just a little side note that I, I thought of when we were talking about that earlier. Uh, let me ask you this, Josh. That was a weird noise. Uh, let me ask you this, Josh. Um, kind of, um, yeah, we were talking about like lack of commitments and people not, you know, kind of this is what to expect. Can, can you kind of highlight just what is going well for Oklahoma? And you talked about um, the 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 Texas kid having them in the top five, but what is kind of the general overview of recruiting and like how well it's going for Oklahoma, even though the commitments aren't coming in. Can you kind of take us through that a little bit? Sure. Sure. You know, I mean, obviously I think probably the easiest way to do that is just kind of looking through the offers. I mean, and you know, somebody, I think it was Atlanta sooner who obviously is a very, as far as, you know, it, it, I, I would say knows more than a lot of recruiting experts when it comes to OU because he follows it so closely. He reads everything. Um, so a little little shout-out to Atlanta there. But, um, you know, at quarterback, obviously, Jackson Arnold, you're done. You're set. There's no signs that Oklahoma is doing anything else. Now, I would read Scoop tomorrow. There are some interesting rumblings of mm. a junior college quarterback. Mm. Um, and our guy Jalen Ross put something up on the board. I have since talked to said quarterback at some length about the scenarios that are being played, uh, kind of played out. There are a lot of options. Um, guy with a, I wouldn't say a Manning last name, but a pretty famous football last name. Uh, and, you know, a name that we all enjoy, uh, in, uh, Booty. So, um, but yeah. Oh, so, a Booty, huh? He's a Booty. Yep, wow. He is a Booty. So, uh, I, General Booty. Is he's a General. Uh-huh. It's a top I mean, 10 name all time. That really so he's the he's the son of a booty, yeah. Yes, he is. He is the son of Abram uh, that played wide receiver at LSU. Wow, and he's the nephew of John David that was the quarterback oh. at USC. Yep. Was that um, a, were they Evangel Christian guys? Yep. Yep. Okay. Those were that yep. was the beginnings um, of Evangel Christian. Uh huh. Right? That was right. Like that was when they were at their most monstrous. Like when they really like I would say John David might have played with Tristan Ross. Like I, I, I want to say that's Ooh, in the right ballpark. Yeah, you better be on that, Jalen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, like I said, I that's really the one anomaly at quarterback right now. Twenty twenty four looks good. Couple offers already have gone out. Uh, you know, we'll stick with twenty three to make it simple. Running back is really one of my big question spots. I don't know what's got, they've made some more offers there, which tells me they're not as convinced on where they are, um, which is kind of what Atlanta was asking me about, kind of what using, because you can use offers to kind of read the room a little bit. Like, how do they feel about where they are? Running back, they made some more offers here in the spring. Um, I I wouldn't say unanimously to guys that I loved on tape. So, uh, you know, not, not bad players by any stretch, but just not guys that you're like, well, I don't care who they've already offered. That dude's got to get an offer. Like, it wasn't that kind of feeling when I watched them. So it felt like, okay, they're, they're making some plan B 
you know, they're, they're setting up for some things here. If things don't go right with a few guys. And I also, I wonder how DeMarco is going to feel about this. Cause I know under Lincoln, they wanted running back, the running back room done by June. They, they, that was the plan is we, we want that done and handled and taken care of. Brent's not going to have that sort of timeline on it, but he, I mean, he knows like you, you need to get that spot locked away because you know, there's, there's plenty of good running backs. You can go find somebody. You can't wait around forever and then get left at the altar because you waited too long on a guy that chooses somewhere else. So that'll be interesting. Uh, wide receiver. I, I like where they are on some guys. The Petaway kid from Houston. It really seems like he's big on OU. Caden Lee from Atlanta. I'm hoping to see him in a couple weeks, uh, in Atlanta. Um, I Anthony, think OU's in a really Evans. good spot there. Yeah, Anthony Evans, who I'll see on Fridays. You know, t- tomorrow again, tomorrow as we record here on Thursday. Um, speed for days with Anthony Evans. That is going to be. Uh, it's not hard to see what OU likes. He's announced. He told uh, Nick Harris yesterday that he is going to take an official to OU for the barbecue, and then take an official the following week to Georgia. And you've got to think at that point he's probably not far off from a decision. You take two big officials like that. Three-star guy. I, I just I don't think he'll wait. I don't I don't think this is going to be a guy you have to wait until November to know what he's doing. But he's already committed once, backed away from it. You, you, you he'll try his best to be sure this time because you don't want to be that guy where you keep kind of hopping and jumping. Uh, tight end. You know there is. Um, I'm not ready to run the story yet, but there is a story on the board about a Power 5 tight end commitment that will be in Norman this weekend. Um, not committed to OU, just so we're clear. Um, I've talked to the player. He's kind of asked me to keep it under wraps for a little bit longer. Again, it's on the board. If you're not a member, you should be. So it, it's out there. But, uh, you know, the next kind of question position is offensive line. I think OU's in great shape for Caden Green. They've got um, – Josh Bates obviously already committed. I think they're in really good shape with Logan Howland, the kind of tight end convert guy from New Jersey. He loved his visit. He's coming back for an official on June 3rd. Um, Peyton Kirkland will be there that weekend as well. Guys like Bryson Sanders, Jaden Chapman. There, there's a lot of possibility, but there's not, you know, there, there's not many guys other than Caden Green and probably Howland that I would say, yeah, right, right now I'd feel good betting money on OU. And I, I, you mentioned something there, like, you know, commitments, things like that. I think it's kind of important to note, like, one way to tell if this this staff is doing it the right way is they are going to get those three-star commitments this time of year because those are the guys that are going to be like, okay, I don't have a, as many options, but these guys like me, and I want a spot, so I need to commit. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's a sign of... Yes, they are. They are having success in the way that they're in the way that they're built recruiting wise. Oh yeah. Like, again, I mean, there is there have been years in the past, and I mean, this includes the Lincoln Riley staff, where I would talk to players that were, you know, that just didn't love what OU was pitching. You know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't negative. They were just kind of, eh. You know, it's all right. I, I'm not. That probably wasn't the fit for me. Um, I. I've said it before. There's one recruit that came away from a visit that wasn't like, holy cow, that was amazing. Like, I mean, the, the, there, there is absolutely proof there that things will trend right for some guys they want. It's just Oklahoma is putting themselves in the position 
to land some elite players, but they've just got to close the deal. I mean, there's that's and and that's always the rub, guys. I mean, OU itself should be in the top five for lots of elite national players. It's the coaching staff that's going to push it over the top to either he's going to Oklahoma or he's going to go to Ohio State or Clemson or some other you know similarly elite program. So it's it's just we're we're going to see. I mean, like it's going to be. An interesting, but guys, I mean, people can, you know, oh, Caleb Spencer, guy had offers from Michigan State. Do you, I mean, do we know where Michigan State's head coach came from? Like, that dude knows football. Had offers from Penn State, had offers from Tennessee, South Carolina. I mean, it's not like he was a dog or something. I mean, like, people, like, oh, he's just, he's just a three-star. Man, I don't know how you watch that tape and aren't like, Brent Venables can find some way to make use of that guy. He is extremely violent. Like, I mean, just... Every, every, he's one of those guys that, like you watch him run into a pile and somebody pops out the other side. Like it's, he is very aggressive. He's a player people, fans are going to love once he gets on the field. And for Brent to go this hard after him this early on when they didn't have to, they could have tapped the brakes on him. I, I feel like he's got a clear idea. This is what we're going to do with him. And I, I've got to think it's that outside linebacker nickel type like they had with, um, Oh, the former five-star kid that was at Clemson. Um, I can't think of his name now. He he started there the last couple of years. R- good player. Um, and I, it'll come. Trent Simpson. Trent Simpson. Um, but same kind of guy. Real athletic. Real long. Play is plays safety, but clearly is more comfortable inside the box. I I've got to think that's what they end up doing with him. Kind of kind of like Jordan Mukes. Kind of a similar skill set to Jordan Mukes, where Mukes is probably a little more. Pass oriented, Spencer's a little more comfortable in the run. And again, I, 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 I credit to OU fans. I think they've been very good about being reasonable and being patient. By the way, we were we were talking about um, you know the PGA store for the uh, PGA Championship at Southern Hills. Eddie, I saw a thing on uh, you. Uh, I don't know. It's not read. What do you call that when you? Eddie's on, gone. Eddie's, Eddie has left us. He, he had, oh, he had a doctor's he had appointment, didn't he? Yeah, okay. He had a doctor's yeah. appointment. Yeah. Well, he, he had, had a gone, gone. He's just gone. He, from- uh, he, he, he reposted, I guess is the way to put something on Instagram. Uh, a guy that got his wife the uh, uh, the dead soxy like no show pack or whatever, uh, and it was glorious looking. Like I, I just wanted to dive into that um, because what we kind of find out what the dead soxy folks told us. Uh, by the way, this is an advertisement, uh, is that women love the no-shows, and so people, we, we had the deal, I think it was like $70 for some ridiculous amount of socks for Mother's Day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the stuff that they're putting out is just incredible. Uh, go check them out, deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com, um, and uh, use that promo code SCOOP. That's the new promo code. It's no longer... Uh, whatever it was, Boomer or whatever, it's scoop uh, and get 25% off your entire order. Uh, but now is the time. Get you get yourself just a giant pack of, of no-shows uh, for the summer because, uh, man, it's been 90 degrees around here this week. Uh, so it, it is time to get those things and get stocked up on it. So go check out our friends at Dead Soxy, uh, deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Uh, Use that promo code SCOOP. Uh, and swipe up some uh, some socks, man, because it's the time to do it. Just un- incredible quality. They continue 
uh, you know, you're starting to see NFL guys wearing those things. Uh, it, it, they're really blowing up as a company, and we're proud to have them as a sponsor on the show. So uh, go check them out and uh, stay and, and stay soxy. Uh, look, I think, Bob, maybe one thing we can get into before we get out of here. We didn't want to have a two-hour pod. We did that last week. Uh, I do have a question for Josh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So we got J.J. Hester in for OU. Is LV Bunkley Shelton now not a take, or is it too early to know? My, I had a con- I had a really brief conversation with someone last night as I was coming back from uh, one of the practices, and my definite impression is that LV Bunkley Shelton is not part of the plan. Um, I, I think Oklahoma is going to. I think that the the reason I mean because if if he was. From what I gathered during his visit last week, it would have happened, right? He would, yeah. They would have taken yes. his commitment. I think they wanted to. Hester was their priority. If Hester didn't want to go, then they would have taken Bunkley Shelton. I, I mean, you know, I know people are like, oh, why? I'm not saying I agree with the stance. I'm just telling you that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> that's like, I, I think it is. It was one or the other, and it sounds like it's that. And you know, people I know will say, oh, there's a huge need. Yeah. But if you take a young guy like Bunkley Shelton, you could be missing out on, you know, one of the wide receivers I mentioned earlier. You know, one of the guys that, you know, the Jaquez Petaway or, uh, you know, Caden Lee. You, you have to weigh these things out because if you don't feel like Anthony, or, you know, if you don't feel like Bunkley Shelton's a better player than Anthony Evans, who you're in pretty good shape for, then you can't take him. Like, you, you, you can't make that choice. And receiver is one of those positions. There's always going to be guys in the portal. There's always going to be good players emerging as seniors. Like, you can find other bodies. It's not like offensive line where if there was a guy you think is even remotely close to starting for you, you take him. Like, the, the, just period, no question. You've got to take those bodies because they're just not out there. Wide receiver, another dude can come along. And I, I think that's kind of how OU's looking at it is just we'd rather have a guy come in all four years and be part of our program than a guy we bring in midway that we're, you know, we like, but we're not in love with. And I don't want to say, oh, they brought a Booker T guy in to help with Micah, with Micah T's, but does it maybe help a little bit going down the road? I mean, you'd, you would have to think, right? Like, I mean, I know Micah tweeted about it. You know, that's... I, it, it feels like a chess, not checkers move. Like, I mean, like it feels like there is something else there. And, you know, guys, we all saw it, you know, all the 918 tweeting and stuff from Jaden Rowe and Gentry <laughs> and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that was just about J.J. Hester. Um, and, well, I, and you saw you saw guys also tagging Gentry Williams and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... Uh, well, I mean, you know, Gentry, I think on Monday tweeted something to JJ, like, let's run it back kind of thing. Because, I mean, Gentry played so young at Booker T, he played plenty of ball with JJ. So, um, Robert Spears Jennings was another Tulsa kid yep, that was throwing yep. it out there. Yep. They are, I mean, OU knows. Like, if there's one area code in the state of Oklahoma you want to win, it's 918. I mean, that, I, you know, I'm a 405 born and raised, but man. 908 just produces a lot of talent in a little condensed area and they they know they need to have good relationships at Booker T and Jinx and Broken Arrow and Union and all those other places so they're they're just being smart you know and they're going to hit it you know kind of from the ground up and i 
it sounds like Micah from, I don't know when I first kind of, you know, reported that probably a month ago now that at that time I thought it was almost dead. Like I, I really, I was like, there's, that's, that's, ir, that's, ir, they, they, that's not going to change. I couldn't come up with the word I wanted there, but um, <laughs> I kept saying like irrevocable, irreplaceable. I'm like, nope, nope. None of those is what I'm looking for. Um, but no, I, I'm not saying I'd pick OU. I still wouldn't right now, but it feels like the waters have calmed a little bit and maybe given a little time, you can work some of these things out. Need to hit up my guy Darnell, see what's going on there. Um, Mm -hmm. Shout out Darnell. Uh, (laughs) Look, anything else you want to hit on recruiting? Uh, Bob? I think I'm good for this week. Uh, one thing I think kind of one of the things I wanted to finish off on is, uh, for us to kind of bring up what's been going on with the NCAA and collectives and all that stuff, which is, I mean, who couldn't see it coming? I I will say, you know, kudos, kudos to the NCAA for actually (laughs) acting on or trying to act on something. Now I'm holding my breath until we actually see some teeth, uh, you know, to this talk that's out there, but it was kind of like my concern about the collective thing the whole way. And it's like, I, I, I told you guys on the pod, like I, I am not, I've not, I've not really been interested in the collective game. Like I, 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 anyone that's brought it up to me, I'm like, yeah, that's just, it's, you don't understand how much work that is in the first place. And I don't even know if, you know, you're going to do a whole bunch of work and then it's just all going to get shut down. And that appears to be the direction the NCAA is going in, which I, Applaud them. I mean, I I don't. I've ne- I've not held back on this. I've said it repeatedly. Like, basically, people are funneling money to players that is not nil. That's not that's pay for play. That's not nil. That's not name image likeness. I mean, what you see like with uh, Jocelyn Allo, that's that's name image likeness. She's getting a bunch Correct. of deals and good good for her, and it's awesome to see. Um, what you see, like with Caleb Williams, that's more name, image, likeness. Now, the portal stuff. I mean, Lincoln is 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 squarely in the NCAA's crosshairs over the not just recruiting, like the Tennessee stuff, the collective there, they're they're up Shit's Creek uh, without a paddle. And the transfer portal stuff, like Lincoln is in the crosshairs over that stuff. That's the stuff that they're really concerned about, and that's not what NIL was intended to be. And I think we all know that. And it's like okay, good on you for recognizing this NCAA and actually talking about it and putting it out there and putting people on notice. But at the same time, like the collective thing to me is not NIL in its truest form. It's just a way for you to funnel money to players and it's good that the NCAA is actually talking about it now. Talking about it, but I don't know how they're going to enforce it. I don't know what the lawsuits are coming probably, yeah. said to how it would be enforced. It seems very ar- like arbitrary to kind of pick, oh, that one is breaking the rules, but that one isn't. So I guess it, you have to start somewhere. So at least they did that, but still like a long ways to go before they actually figure out yeah. where they want to go. And if you go after somebody like John Ruiz, you're going to be in a lawsuit. Yes. Because he's a lawyer and he's got billions. And, and he wants to fight. He wants to fight. Yeah, and I think he's. I I I've said all along. I think he's doing it the right way. Now he's doing it in a way that's not 
scalable. Like you can't do it anywhere what he's doing because he just has the money to do it. But he is legitimately, I believe, following the rules in this thing. I mean, it's 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 he's got players representing his companies. And is it market value? I think the NCAA might kind of take issue with that. Like, are you getting a return on your investment by giving Nigel Pack $800,000? I can't see how that's possible. But maybe more people... I mean, there's not a single college football fan that doesn't know what life wallet is now. I will say that. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and... The whole problem with that is, isn't oh, like, you know, we've always argued like NFL quarterbacks, like they're paying Mike Glennon what? Like his market value, he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Like, your Let's market value is what somebody's willing to pay. <laughs> Bob, that, that wasn't meant for you to catch a stray there. I mean, Tom Brady's going to make $375 million and he doesn't even have to work yet. I mean, for a job he's never done. Yes. Um, but it, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Tom Brady will be freaking great at that. I can't wait to listen to him call it because, I mean, he like I was on some the other day. He's so competitive. He won't be anything but the best. Like, yeah. I, I just don't see a world where that's not the case. But anyway, not to take us a feel. But, I mean, you are like I, I, I've heard people forever. You are whatever the market's willing to pay you. So right. how do you argue against yep. that? Like, at, and I, I agree wholeheartedly, Kerry, like, there's no way that guy's worth that. I don't even know who that guy is. I mean, we know basketball is a big part of my life, but <laughs> I don't know who that person is. There's no way he's worth almost a million dollars to a half-supported college basketball program yeah. or college athletics program like Miami. No way in hell is that the case. At the same time, someone willing to pay it. Like, how do you argue against that? Like, how do you say, that's not my market value? So, it... It's a tough line to walk. Guys, the one I keep coming up with, does the NCAA have to look at itself and say, okay, screw it. The student-athlete thing is dead. It was an idea we used as a workaround so we wouldn't have to call these guys employees. Why don't we call them employees? Then we can get this back in-house, let the schools actually run this show, and then the schools can be penalized. Because you're right. They have no ability to control John Ruiz, but if he's having to work with the Miami Athletic Department to do all these things, and he does do something wrong, then maybe he can't get punished, but Miami can. And so then you've got some sort of balance to you're under our umbrella, and we we have governance over you, even if we don't have it to the guy who's signing the checks. Well, I mean, and that's the thing about it. I think that's what the schools would like. Uh, and But the thing about it is, like it's it's not name image like this is not going to change if they become employees they're still going to be able to go to a John Ruiz if he's sure. offering the best deal right and you're still going to have donors that are like well we're still going to buy players we're still going to we're still going to create an attractive uh place for these guys to come like they're still going to be able to do that stuff mm -hmm. uh like right now i think what you've got going on is the schools and the NCAA like the NCAA is the schools. I think that's important to, to, to say. Like The reason that the, the action has come so quickly is because all of a sudden all these athletic directors and conference commissioners have demanded that action be taken because they don't like what's going on. Uh, and some are, you know, it's just like, I'm sure, Bob, most of it's coming from the basketball coaches too because I think we can all agree, <laughs> like, watching what Porter is going through is a nightmare. I mean, it's it's... I feel horrible for him 
having to to watch all this go along in the portal and him losing people and him getting people like his life must just be hell. So, yeah, it's just, you know, you wake up. I'm sure the first thing those guys have to do is check the portal before they do anything. Oh, my else. God. Yeah. <laughs> see what has happened. And, I mean, not you don't and, even check email. You just go straight to the portal. Like if any of my guys yep. in there today, like, <laughs> holy shit. Yep. <laughs> but and, um, no, but I mean, and, and because the basketball coach is like, they don't have the resources that football coaches have or football programs have like. Like it's very difficult for places like Oklahoma to compete with a John Ruiz because they don't have a John Ruiz. Like it, there are these outliers that is just making life hell on everybody. Because then you get all these players like yep. that are at, at schools that aren't prominent that are like, okay, well if this guy's getting eight hundred thousand, his team didn't even go to the NCAA tournament. Like, what am I worth? Maybe I yeah, need to go out the, there and, and look. And the Antoine Davis thing at Detroit. Yeah, with the. Chinese, like, there's another Chinese. What? Where is this coming from? <laughs> like, is that even like, yeah, and like you're wondering with what's going on in the world. Like, is China even going to be? Are they going to be blocked from even doing business soon? Like, it's just crazy. It, it's insane. But no, I mean, it's all going to shake out. But I, I just think if you're in the business of a collective, you're in the wrong business right now. It's just there's too many unknowns, and it just seems like. The whole nonprofit thing and the IRS and, and all this stuff. It's just, I'm glad that they're looking at it. And it's just kind of like, we're just doing what we do. You know, we're, we're still, you know, we'll still have stuff going on. It's like, but we always look at it as what is, what is really the spirit of NIL? And that's how we want to operate. Like, we're not wanting to do a collective. We want to do some stuff with athletes. We want to have interviews. We want to have YouTube shows. Uh, I've even thought like, you know, we, Josh, we've never been big, like, you know, in the early days of rivals, like our bigger sites would get like billboards on the highway and stuff. Like that was always like, I know Josh probably, I think you wanted to do that at some point. Oh, I, I want to I still want a billboard. I, I, I think <laughs> you you're about to tell me it. we're getting a billboard and I'm getting jacked about it. No, I, I, what I'm saying is we, you, I mean, I've even thought like, why don't we use athletes as our billboards? Like, why don't we just have, you know, a sooner scoop athlete like you know that that promotes us on social media and like yes. we pay him just to advertise like just to be uh an endorser of sooner scoop. like that's what nil really should be i i am i'm behind all of that that is <laughs> yep yep if it gets if it gets the company that i have a hand in on a billboard whatever whatever it takes oh so you want the player on a billboard Saying yes. go subscribe to Sooner Scoop. Yes. 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 That's exactly what vision. I want. I yes. I I don't know that I'm gonna have to continue working from that point. I it may be over for me at that point. Once I'm on a billboard, it's I mean, That's all I really dream. have left to do all I really have left to do is the Christmas um uh stand at the mall. And then I'm, oh I'm my really God. I, I've done the all kiosk, I came to do. <laughs> the kiosk and the billboard, those are Josh's dreams for Sooner Scoop. <laughs> Dream big, Josh. Dream big. Who knew it was that easy to get you to spend money? Uh, um, I mean, I, I think we all know I like the sound of my voice. I really like not my picture anywhere. I don't want my picture anywhere. I'm I'm horrific. But someone else spouting something that does my bottom line good, yep, take it all in. Let me. Who would you pick right now on the team to represent Sooner Scoop, to be our, our spokesperson? I, Let's say one male and one female athlete. It can't be Jocelyn okay. Allo. 
Because oh. she's about, she won't be, by the time we're ready to do okay, this, she'll be you're gone. right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, I mean, it, it'd have to be Jordan Ball, wouldn't it? I mean. Oh, Jordy? Yeah. I can go yeah. Jada. Jada Cole. Oh, Cole. that would be, we could do a cross from, we could be you could Jada Billy and Billy. And Jada. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, Billy, Billy's going to have to lock down a starting spot. We we need that to happen. <laughs> um, and that's no shot at Billy. It's, you know, tough, tough world out there. But um, I mean, it's got it's got to be Danny, right? I mean, Danny Stutzman. fits us to a T. Like he is. That's everybody wants us to align with Danny Stutzman. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. And I've talked, talked to Danny about... a little bit, and he's interested. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, if but we he's get... like your guy. Like you could do your oh, own I YouTube show with Danny. Yeah, I, uh, a a show of. I, I, I don't even need to include myself. I, I would probably fanboy it out a little too much, but uh, Danny and Eddie in a pod, just let them talk for 45 minutes. I don't know where it would go. Yeah. I know it would have nothing to do with football, and I think everybody would listen just because I think it would be funny as hell. I uh, Yeah, I, I mean, we could probably... interview was. We could probably do Stutzman. a pretty good uh, Stutzman's Army merch line, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've already we've got the camo hats. We just gotta just have to rebrand them just a little bit. So, although if we could get a really good uh, Hawaiian restaurant in Norman, I'd be willing to pay Dylan Gabriel some good money. Yeah, he needs. I, I need some loco moco in my life. Like I, that needs to happen. I know I, I loco moco fascinates me, and also with you. Yep. Also, uh, anything with spam in it is fried spam is fantastic. My. My father-in-law, there's a place in North Houston that my father-in-law and I have literally talked about going to for 10 years and never find the occasion to actually go do it. Cause it's, at, it's in North Loco Houston, Moco. which means yeah, it's seven it's, hours away. Yeah, exactly. Like we we're going to have to rent a hotel room. It's a whole thing. So, well, uh, Carrie, what is Mo, Mo Betta's that's on 24th and Robinson now? Yeah, I think that's a that's a a couple of Hawaiian guys that opened something up. Yeah, that's it's. I think they've got Loco Moco. I think they've got. Uh, oh, what's the the tuna dish? The raw poke. tuna poke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, poke's on point. Poke's delicious. I know I, you didn't love it in that thing you had. I didn't. I didn't ago. like the shrimp tartare mm-hmm. or the uh, tuna tartare that I had, but. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the the taste of it. It was just the I got to get used to the texture, and I think I can. Are but, you a sushi guy? Yes. Okay. Okay. Then yeah, you'll get there. Yeah. But not like the the giant yellowtail. Like what do they call the the one where the the is that is that unagi? I can't remember the, the term. Like I usually eat a roll. Like I mean, just yeah. To I'm, that, I'm, if I'm it's in a roll, I can handle mm-hmm. that. But like, uh, what? It's not sashimi. Um, yeah, I can't remember the grades of it, but I know what you're talking about—the big piece of like a piece of fish, right? Or something. Yeah, I'm on, not down on with like that. a little bit of rice right. or something. Yeah, I got you. So anyway, all right. Um, no, so I think I mean we got the caravan coming up tonight. Next week, Houston and Dallas, and I'll be at both of those, um, and I'll be down there to see Josh. Um, but. Bob, I think Porter's been to every single caravan when they only thought he was going to be at three so far. So that's probably I speaks I was a little, little interested as to why. Because even like that's the live evaluation, that's usually the weekend. So he couldn't make a Tuesday, Thursday. So I, I get now look 
like looking back. I'm yeah, sure the jams and all that are usually on the weekends. Well, I think he was scheduled to be at Houston and Dallas the whole he, time. Or maybe the ones they said he would be at for sure was what, Duncan and Wichita, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's weird. And, but uh, it was like, there's really no reason for him not to make it. I don't, um, I mean, I know he's still busy with the portal. They still have three open scholarships, but, <laughs> you know, just logistically, he should he should be able to make it. And, I'm sure he's doing a tremendous job because, as we've said before, with Jenny Baranchik and Brent and Porter, that's three great people to do this type of event. They are absolutely the right personalities that you want for something like this. I did have an awkward moment with Jenny Baranchik in Tulsa. Uh, I went up to her and literally apologized that we don't cover women's basketball. And she was kind of like, well, you can always get better. I was just like I just stood there like an idiot. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Thanks for enjoying my pain in silence. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting seeing what the Duncan thing is like tonight. Uh, I'm sure I'll see some some old friends. Uh, Rick Brott probably run into him. See if uh, my guy Jed is out there. Um, see if the Duncanites are, are supporting. Uh, tonight the Amarillo one looked like it was pretty good I didn't see any pictures from like the event itself I just saw like the table set up and stuff like that uh but it'll be interesting to see and and I think a lot of the media are headed down I know like Eric Bailey's coming all the way from Tulsa uh so I'm I'm expecting Brent will at least talk to us a little bit tonight uh so that should be interesting and uh like I said it'll continue next week and then camps get underway Josh has been out on the road uh, will continue to be. I think he's headed somewhere today, right? You're going to see Hicks today? Yep. We're going to see the nation's number two player today, David Hicks. So I'm going to go watch him work out in Katy. Do you expect kind of like a mini circus around there? No, I, I think several have already made the rounds. I mean, there, there's going to be coaches. There'll probably be another reporter or two there. Cause, uh, and I'm not, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm not even sure how the hell you say his school's name now. He is trained, obviously. Those that don't know, he was at Allen last year, uh, moved back to the Houston area again this year after playing there as a sophomore and freshman. Uh, but they won a state title last year, and it's Paytow, Paytow, something like that. Um, and they, they've they got multiple. I mean, their defense, I think it's going to start four or five guys that have Division One offers, including him. I mean, which, you know, that's just unfair. So they are. They should be very, very good. I, I'm anxious to get a look at them. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it. I've got to head out of the office and get a bunch of crap for Josh that Tiffany's going to love me for bringing to the house. And I'm I. The girls will be out of school right next week. Uh, no, they're still in school. Oh, okay, they're still in school. Yep. But um, you know, we we can meet you for dinner or something. I mean, we we can do something. So. I'm excited to see the girls. I, I get, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of pressure. I got to bring stuff because they're used to me bringing that's stuff true. to them. You a- absolutely. <laughs> I like come that's a, gifts. Like Pearl came to the office and I just gave her bubble, bubble wrap, like, and she loved it. Bubble wrap. That, yeah. <laughs> you could bring bubble, like little bubble mixture blowers, and my girls are gonna be happy as pigs and shit. It's gonna be fine. Well, you need to text um, me what to get them, like something sure. that you, they've been wanting that they need, because I can't come empty-handed. 
you, you, the, I will say the thing is you're used to laying a little more reserved, a little more quiet. All you pretty much have to do is say hi to Layla and smile and she'll <laughs> talk to you all you want to talk. So she, she is, she is my extrovert all wow. day, every day. Crazy. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, we'll be back again next week. I think, uh, that's a good question. I'll be on the road, so I'm not sure how we're going to pull that off. Uh, we'll figure it out. We might be back next week, I should say. Uh, but anyway, thanks to Josh, to Bob, to Eddie, who is at the doctor. Uh, I'm going to now go and fix Karen's order uh, at Sooner Scoop. So uh, that's going to be fun. So uh, go to Soonerscoopstore.com. Uh, I promise you uh, by this weekend, we'll have all the new hats up if you want the trucker hats, uh, the flat bills. Uh, we've got the big head uh, Imperials that we've got in, one, you know, ones that Josh are going to be able to wear now. Uh, proudly uh, with his giant head. So uh, go check it out, Soonerscoopstore.com. Uh, we're pretty much fully stocked back up. Uh, and uh, thanks to everyone for supporting it. It really helps us uh, build the office when you buy uh, stuff off Soonerscoopstore.com. So thanks to everybody for that. All right, that's going to do it. We'll be back again next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com.